This is Nadia from the Relativity Podcast and you're listening to Discussing Who. The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. This is episode 256, and we are here to review the day of the Doctor. And who are we? Well, I want to start by welcoming back Shannon Perry. Shannon, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me back. Awesome. Glad to have you back. And as always, glad to have back Mr. Lee Shackelford. Lee, how are you? Very well. Very well. Well, glad you're well. Yeah, and glad to be talking about uh, the day. Day of the Doctor. We've gone through the name of the Doctor. Luckily, hopefully, we will have time for the Doctor before long. Who knows? And I personally am a big fan of the Night of the Doctor as well. Well, you know, since it is night, at least where we are, because I love the fact (laughs) that Shannon is specific time, so it's daylight and it's dark where you are. So I think before I say anything about the Night of the Doctor... I want to say hello to last, but definitely not least, Clarence Brown. Hi, hi. How are you doing, man? How are you doing? I'm well. How about you? Glad to be on, but feeling a bit underdressed for the occasion. I don't have my scarf, you know, hanging about. So, All right. You know. Here you go. I think you and Shannon both were going along the route of Nordal and his invisible hair. You have invisible <laughs> scarves. Oh. Or scarves, I should say. Okay. Just <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. good. Good deal. Well, considering the fact that I have a feeling that whatever we talk about from this moment forward is most likely going to be a spoiler if you've not seen The Day of the Doctor. So, let me say, if you have not seen The Day of the Doctor, put us on pause, go out, watch this episode slash movie slash celebration slash whatever you want to call it come back because from this moment forward spoilers spoilers affirmative spoilers what spoilers and i killed sparky too (laughs) i'm having so much fun doing this on video <laughs> I like the referee motions. I, <laughs> I learned yes last night that uh, semaphore involves hitting people with flags. Mm. So, <laughs> it's a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, but I learned that from Shannon. So she knows. Anyway, that's a very personal language. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <laughs> specific circumstances. Yep. Anyway. We were talking about Day of the Doctor. Yes, but you know what? Before we crash and burn, let's talk about (laughs) the night of the Doctor. And literally, a Doctor who crashed, did not burn, but chose to regenerate. Tell us, Lee, night of the Doctor. Talk about it. There were some uh, mini-sodes that were being released on the web only at the time of the 50th anniversary. And... You know, a, a lot of the minisodes have just sort of been additional material. You had the feeling they were they were sort of um, things that didn't quite make the cut for time of the episode or things like that. But uh, the Night of the Doctor surprised us all, didn't it? Because I knew that we might somehow try to bridge the classic series to the new with one of these little episodes. And 
Then we had this story where somebody is calling for the doctor and a voice off says, I may not be the doctor you're expecting. And yeah, and for once they really got me because my jaw dropped. I said, wow, <laughs> because... Shannon? I'm going to guess it was Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> no. Oh, you've never Dang. seen no. The Night of the Doctor. No, I didn't wow. know this existed. Yeah, okay. What so, is this? So, oh. Okay, so stop. Go Watch out. The episode. Watch The Night of the come Doctor. Come back. Then sweet, come back. Sweetie. Oh, wow. You. Oh, this is so much fun. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, oh, now I'm feeling very deprived right now, but that's okay. Okay. I'll see you. All right. So Clarence, <laughs> without telling her what 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 you I can saw, take my headphones off for a second if you want. <laughs> add in what your experience was and how that ties to you and I, and helped really and truly set the groundwork to how we had discussing who starting discussing who. You shared a shocker to me. And well, you, you don't remember you that. You may have to tell this story because I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> no, I remember this. Didn't you? You saw it before Kyle oh, did. Yeah. But you didn't know who that who that other doctor yeah. was. You were saying, so who's this guy? So he yeah. walks in. He says, hey, you want to watch this? I'm sitting there and I hear this voice. And I'm like, oh, it sounds familiar. <gasps> what? You know, it was like, <laughs> oh, Wow. So it does properly bridge connect, yeah, in a way that I think none of us expected. Yeah. Uh, but it makes perfect sense. As a huge fan of Brain yeah, of Morbius, yeah. I was delighted that we're back on yes. Karn with the sisterhood. But you know, what if I get bored? What if what if I need to read a book? You know, <laughs> bring me knitting. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Shannon, you got to say it. But anyway, <laughs> seriously, my introduction to. Uh, the actor John Hurt, as a young man, was in the uh, the fabulous miniseries based on the novel I, Claudius, in which he plays Caligula, and he is stark, staring bonkers, of course, <laughs> uh, as this completely mad uh, emperor. He's brilliant. And I happen to know that the little glimpse that we get of him as a young man in Night of the Doctor is taken from I, Claudius. But... Because they, it's a wobbly reflection that we see. It's not immediately yeah. recognizable. But for us, our fans, we're going, "Wow, that's John Hurt. That's not John. That's not what he looks like now." How? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, for one, <laughs> there's I a did, lot of film. I didn't realize that when I watched it. I'm like, "Who is the guy in the the reflection?" Like, yeah, yeah he does the reflection. Yeah. But yeah. So where where does one so, find this? You can you can find it on the YouTube's. On the YouTube's. Yes, indeed. Awesome. I, I, I know I could also send it to you, but yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you know what? Yeah. I have a feeling that after we finish our review, we may watch that if we have enough time, because I would love. Oh, yes. To, it's, 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 it's just yeah, it's a couple only like minutes five long, minutes right? long. Just, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. If nothing else, for people who know Night of the Doctor and Day of the Doctor, one of the things that it does that I feel like adds texture to the larger story is that it suggests to us that this incarnation he was the doctor, even though he, he, he lays down the name, but he is the warrior for a long, long time. Long time. Yes. And that's heartbreaking just to think about. So I love the idea of them showing him first as a young man. Yeah. So, and uh, the fact that he chooses that because... He chooses it. Yeah. Because we set the stage, Shannon, that the doctor has been running and refusing to fight and is not participating in the war and then something happens, and it's like he finally gives up and says, 
well, not no more, but says that he's going to fight. And then says and more. he says more. <laughs> That's yeah. our begin, actually. I'll have some yes. of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. But yeah, but let's go Interesting. on and let's talk not about the night. Let's get into the day. And before I get into the day, I want to invite everyone to check out discussingwho.com. And I want to give a little bit of feedback, but not from a viewer, but some feedback from me. And the feedback's directed to Clarence Brown, who has done some revisions to our website that I think are awesome. Mm. So if you want to check out our Series 1 reviews, there's a Series 1 tab, Series 2, Series 3, Series 4. Clarence, it looks great. I think you did an awesome, or doing, you're not finished, I know. So just FYI, it looks great. Yeah, just doing some work to add some metadata in there so we can group stuff together and make it a little more organized for people to find a particular series. So I don't know if you want to go back and listen to Because some of them like, no, 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 no. don't don't listen to, you know, those are very early episodes, but, (laughs) but it's all good stuff. Good fun. Good fun. But, but, you know, since we're reviewing Day of the Doctor tonight with Shannon, you know, I think that's what's so cool about this series as a whole being Doctor Who, you know, Clarence, you brought up the fact that, and I was waiting to see if you and Lee remembered that we had already reviewed Day of the, the Doctor on episode 88, which the other caveat is we've also reviewed the name of the Doctor, and I think on episode 84. <laughs> but time adds new perspective and new people add different views because we're not the same three people who reviewed eight, in 88 that we will be in 256. You know, we've changed. And that's true. You know, I I think that's what's so cool about Doctor Who in general is that we can sit here and yes, we can review it. But in my in my honest opinion, I think we can bring something different this time around, not just because we've got Shannon here, but because we're not the same three people as we were. It's true. In 2017 or 2018 or whenever 88 was. So, yeah, I'm just a lot more older and a lot more jaded. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Turned into the word doctor. Uh, exactly. So play the two in succession is basically what you're saying. <laughs> Listen to the pre-pandemic yeah. Clarence and then the post. Indeed. There you go. I know that my life is all the richer uh, now because uh, I didn't know Shannon back then. Right. And sweet. relativity speaking, we had not... If or we were just starting relativity at the time, wow, that was just, that would be whatever it is thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how fast you're traveling, time dilation. You know, like. the day of the Doctor was the fiftieth anniversary special of Doctor Who, airing on the twenty third of November, twenty thirteen. It starred Matt Smith as the eleventh Doctor. David Tennant as the 10th Doctor, and John Hurt as the War Doctor, alongside Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald, and Billy Piper as The Moment. Shannon, I'll start with you. Summary view, what did you think overall of this special? When when this first came out, um, we could go see it in the movie theaters. I don't know if you guys did this, but in Seattle, they had it playing in a movie theater, and so... I bought a ticket and went with a good friend of mine and we went and saw it in the theater and it was, it's amazing. I love 
so many things about this episode. It's beautifully shot. I, I even love the colors, and I don't normally notice stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, I just think this mm. is a fantastic episode. It's beautifully written. There's some gorgeous lines in here. Choosing my favorite is going to take 20 minutes because I've got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wait till we get to favorite scene for me. <laughs> All right, Lee, what about you? Summary view. Same experience. I'll never forget seeing this in a theater, a crowded theater, uh, you know, full of Doctor Who fans who were just howling at every mm-hmm. classic series shout out, every uh, every clever line, every thrilling moment, and uh, and in three D, right? So uh, when when I I was a, I was kind of interested in seeing this when it was released uh, on television. Uh, or to see it on video, because I wondered if the painting would look the same, but the effect of getting close <laughs> to the painting for the first time in proper 3D was just uh, eye-dropping, uh, eye-popping, I mean, whatever the word is. Um, Mouth-dropping, anyway. eye-popping. Mouth, yes, <laughs> jaw-dropping. But it, it was just a fantastic experience all around. I had such fun. And I remember delighting uh, Louis Trapani by telling him that uh, at the screening they had a uh, a contest, and um, the prize was a Doctor Who magazine or something. But uh, the question was about uh, actors who have played the Doctor, and it was it was a little obscure. But we know the answer that I've forgotten how they phrased the question, but it, they they made it a little tough. But the answer was Richard E. Grant. So, mm. so I won. So I won that by knowing that Richard E. Grant had at one point been the Doctor in uh, *Scream of the Shalka*. And when I told Lewis that, he said, "Ah, oh, that shows you have great intelligence." <laughs> mm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> anyway, and who's to <laughs> those say, are my anecdotes? <laughs> and who's to say that that did not pave your way for us meeting? Because that would have been in 2013-ish. Well, that you may yeah. have said that, and it was at the beginning mm-hmm. of 20. 14 that you and I joined Podshock together. Wow. How about that? Who knows? My God, we're old. (laughs) Clarence Brown, what did you think? I really enjoyed the episode. I feel like for me, it may have not hit as hard on on, um, some of the nostalgic points, but I did very much enjoy it. I had fun with it. Just a fun ride. I agree with Shannon. It felt like it was shot cinematically. It, it felt like a movie, which you can immediately mm-hmm. tell that when you see the opening It very scenes. much was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Now, you saw it at home. You didn't see it in theaters, No, right? I did not see it in theaters. I, I saw it late <laughs> uh, in the first place. But yeah, definitely, probably on my computer. <laughs> so I did not see it in theaters, but purposely did not see it in theaters because I... Number one, didn't remember that it was in 3D, probably. But number two, I just wanted to experience it as I experienced watching Doctor Who as a kid, which was in front of my television. Do I regret Mm. now not seeing it in theaters? Absolutely, I regret it. But I loved being able to sit at home. It was, you know simulcast around the world so that means it was sitting at home around 1 15 in the afternoon or whatever it was i just remember i thought it was so cool watching it at home seeing it come on and i wouldn't give that for you know anything so i thought it was great awesome fantastic blah 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 but speaking yeah. of how it was 
around the world. Just FYI, it was simulcast around the world and in theaters, television, and in theaters. It was viewable in 94 countries and 1,500 theaters worldwide. So, wow. F the largest simulcast of a TV show. Bingo. Um, wow. In history to that point, yeah. I don't think it was 3D here in Seattle. I think I, we went and saw it in a regular really? cinema. Yeah. I don't think it was offered in a 3D cinema here. There, there were some things that were really startlingly effective in 3D, but for the most part, I wouldn't say that you missed a whole lot. Yeah. Um, did you did you get the um, the sort of prologues that I haven't seen out there on YouTube or anything anywhere? Um, there were there was some material that was being shown in the theater, mm -hmm. uh, sort of a, a warm-up. Uh, Dan Starkey, as Strax, told us to enjoy your popcorn. Uh, and be to be sure to bite or down else. hard on it. Yes. And to, no, but no, but he said to enjoy the sound that popcorn makes because when you bite it, because it's alive. <laughs> yes. Popcorn feels pain. <laughs> and you should be, you should be happy about the fact that your popcorn is expiring when you eat. But, uh, David Tennant and, uh, um, Matt Smith had recorded a thing where they were telling you about how the 3D effect was going to work and, and, uh, David Tennant pointed out that, you know, you should watch out when Matt Smith swings his chin toward you because it might hit you right in the face. So those are just the things I remember from it. But it was it was just cute and fun and really got the audience. It was a warm up. You know, it was yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember the the Dave, one with David Tennant and Matt Smith, but maybe that's because we weren't in a 3D cinema. And so they didn't want us to. I wonder. You know, yeah. You know, <laughs> not going to talk about the 3D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the rejoinder from Matt Smith was, yeah, and if he turns sideways, of course, you can't see him at all. So you know, that's why we're filming in 3D, so you can tell he's here. Yeah. But, you know, considering the fact that <laughs> we didn't out. have 3D at home, I still think the painting yeah. looked extremely mm -hmm. 3D, yeah. Yeah, even it's though it's not very 3D. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. So I want to talk about the time war real quick, because this entire episode, and instead of going scene by scene i kind of want to go a little bit more into concepts rather than breaking down scene by scene hmm. so the time war when rtd brought doctor who back in 2005 he made a major change by getting rid so to speak of the time lords and having this thing that we didn't know anything about as an audience that happened during the time Doctor Who was not on the air. Shannon, what did you think coming back into it as a classic fan? What was your thoughts of setting the stage of he's the last of the Time Lord? What did you think? Yeah, I, I have to admit being confused by that. Now, I, the classic series, I have to admit, I went up through Baker and then kind of stopped. <laughs> so I figured there was just pieces I had missed from some of the classic series that I had not seen all of. So I wasn't entirely clear on what was happening there. But I, th I thought as a, as a framework for this story, it, it, it's incredibly effective. But I had spent the, like this, the last few weeks before this came out frantically getting caught up on Matt Smith. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I was still very much in the current frame of mind when we got to this because, uh, yeah, I was very late coming back to Doctor Who as a fan of the classic series, I was super reluctant to watch the new one, to be honest. It took me a long mm -hmm. time to decide it, I wanted to actually give it a go and see what it was like. 
Gotcha. You know, I just felt too much loyalty yeah. to the old show and it was very hard for me. And then, of course, I immediately fell deeply in love with it. And, you know, it didn't hurt that it's a bunch of cute guys in the first yeah. <laughs> bunch. So, <laughs> so. so before I ask Lee, I want to ask you an, an add on to what you just said. Do you feel like it is a reboot or do you feel like it, it was a continuation? It feels to me like a continuation. I have to say, I, I Christopher Eccleston, I think, did just such a wonderful job. And while he was very much a departure, you know, in the leather jacket and the northern accent and all the things that mm-hmm. were different about him. That's the doctor, right? His reincarnations are different. That's mm-hmm. that is the thread. So for me, that worked perfectly. And, and we were off and running. So. All right. Lee, what did you think of this time war that we saw in 2005? Refresh our memories. Were you a fan? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. And, and I liked the fact that we, I liked the idea that there had been an ultimate conflict between the Time Lords and the Daleks. But that seemed likely to me from the original series. And, and I kind of liked the idea that what we were given was a doctor who's been internally wounded. And that's who we met in Christopher Eccleston. I always thought he, well, I think, uh, I think Clarence is the one who said it, uh, I thought really eloquently um, some time back that he's, you would always tell that he's carrying the weight of something that nobody that would crush anybody else, but he carries on, and you got to admire that. You know, I think that's one of the reasons we were drawn to to the Ninth Doctor was that he is soldiering on, so to speak, and so we know that some that something terrible, terrible has happened, and and, and I did. I, I found that very compelling. So. This is the story that's going to bring us at long last into the time war. We're going to actually find out what the heck that was all about. And um, presumably we're going to see the moment where the doctor does this awful thing. Okay. So Clarence, I want to ask you a question that just popped into my head. One that I've never thought about until we had this conversation here, which is now that you have had experience with classic who and our reviews that we've done over the past few years, do you feel like based on what you've seen in classic coming first to new who mostly, do you feel like it's a continuation of classic who, or is it a reboot? Yeah, yeah, definitely a continuation. No doubt. It just to me, it flows in well. But again, I don't have all that experience that you guys have, but you can definitely see the connections. Yep, I I agree. And I I'm I'm 100 percent in agreement with both of you. And that's why I wanted to have someone who was classic, someone who was, you know, current who and see what the contrasting thoughts were, because I believe that it's a continuation. And I think that's why it's survived and done so well you didn't try to make christopher eccleson the first doctor again he was the ninth you Mm -hmm. know you knew that he was after the ones you had already seen so which i think was very very cool this all suddenly makes me think of something else about this that uh shannon's reluctance to watch the new series was the way i felt about the tv movie i avoided the tv movie for a long time because i just didn't want to see it it's problematic, but I did finally see it and did finally accept that that is the Eighth Doctor. So, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And obviously, we we kept the the, the numbering. So yes, mm-hmm. you know, until this story when we <laughs> we introduced Doctor Eight Point Five. What the heck is, is that? Where he shows up in the timeline is 
He's he reincarnates presumably into uh, Christopher Eccleston. Presumably, yes. Uh, well, yes, yes, and yeah, yeah, yes. And, and if you look close, you can see it. But um, um, the but um, I was just reading about this the other day. They said that because they had had a peaceful agreement with Eccleston that we're not going to we're going to use a clip of you from another episode, but we're not going to kind of drag you into this if you don't want to, then we can see this moment where the war doctor begins to regenerate and it is just the faintest hint of somebody who looks like Christopher Eccleston, but then we cut away. Wearing a bit thin. Wearing a bit thin. So he says what the first doctor does. Less conspicuous this time. Which makes this, and I hadn't thought about this until I saw somebody else brought it up, but the day of the doctor is a prequel to Rose. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, because because the very next time we see the ninth doctor, apparently it's just happened because he he gets a look at himself in the mirror for the first time mm-hmm. and complains about the years. Right. So he didn't get oh, his that's wish. Funny. I, I thought he said make the years less conspicuous no. this time yeah. as in a <laughs> younger looking doctor. Mm-hmm. But, no. That's nice. I read that both ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right. I think it is years. <laughs> so we have recently had a back and forth as Doctor Who fandom talking about changing history. And I'll go ahead and answer my own question here. We've talked a lot about Chibnall's giving a curveball to Doctor Who history. And while the jury may still be out on whether or not this is a foul ball or a home run, what do we think about how Moffat changed Doctor Who history without, in my opinion, actually changing it. And I'm going to answer my own question, which is, (laughs) I think Moffat changed RTD's history that he created with the Time War and erasing the Time Lords and, you know, they destroyed each other. He did it in canon in a way that the established canon stood. But if you watched it, you know that something else happened. So it didn't invalidate everything that I had just seen. The ninth doctor still doesn't know everything that happened. The tenth doctor still didn't know everything that happened. The eleventh doctor is the only one who knows everything now that happened. So you changed history without changing the viewer's history. Do you guys agree? In Timnell's defense, (laughs) didn't he kind of do the same thing? explain I'm, the doctor didn't Ritual. know i mean we're using the same memory wipe concept oh uh, the time yeah, was true. Of, of of why um the doctors don't know about the previous myriad of incarnations so by the same logic you could say that chibnall's change uh fits into canon now you're talking about a small change versus a huge back huge backstory that we know nothing about and I can see the difference there, but using your logic. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you guys agree? <laughs> Timey-wimey. <laughs> Timey-wimey. Yeah. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> right. Thoughts? Yeah. Because we don't want to inspect the physics of this too closely, right? <laughs> um, we've talked before about the fact that when we experience things in linear time, in Doctor Who, very rarely do we see something that doesn't make sense, but then is explained later by the fact that time travel has happened. 
But in the day of the doctor, we do see it happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, Liz, uh, Liz Stewart's right-hand man takes a phone call, and it doesn't make any sense to us. And we will later learn he's responding to the call that the doctor hasn't made yeah. yet in that timeline. He said, you, it can't be. You, just, you were just here a second ago. Never mind. So that happened, right? Right. <laughs> in, in the sacred timeline. <laughs> So I'm crossing streams, but <laughs> doesn't that suggest that Gallifrey was never destroyed? That never happened. Well, that's what I thought. They didn't go back and, ch yeah, they didn't go back and change that. They just don't remember the way it really yeah. happened. Bingo. Okay. Oh, clever. If it never, but if that never happened, why did they think it did? The time streams are out of sync. You can't retain it. No. So I won't remember that I tried to save Gallifrey rather than burn it. I have to live with that. But for now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. Thank you. He didn't know what he did, but so they he made didn't. an assumption. Well, he didn't remember, so yes, he he knows that he went in there and uh, t used the moment to destroy the Time Lords. Right, because so that's suggesting that they changed what happened. Yes. Mm. I'm saying this is an interesting paradox <laughs> because it's also clear that they didn't yeah, we're going to circles. do that. <laughs> yeah. We, we change history all the time, but what exactly. I'm suggesting is far worse. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I love I love having a doctor just outright say it. We change history all, all the time. time. <laughs> it's one of the great moments of this thing to me. <laughs> Gentlemen, I've had 400 years to think about it. I changed my mind. When is convenient. I changed my mind. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring the paradox up. Just be, I, I know that other people have probably, somebody's written a book about it, I'm sure. Shout out to Alan Siner. Have you written a book about this? <laughs> Do you Would want you? To? Would you? Yeah. What? <laughs> so, Shannon, I want to take a moment to ask you a question. Okay. Literally about the moment. Do yes. Do you like the idea that Billy Piper returned playing the moment or the bad wolf incarnation? Mm -hmm. Or would you have rather have seen Rose? Ooh. Oh, man. That is not the question I was expecting. And I was all ready with a <laughs> okay. surefire answer. All right. So too. what was your question you thought I was asking? <laughs> yeah. No, I thought That's you were just going to ask me how I felt about it. I was going Shannon, to say, she's how did you, wonderful. How did you feel about Billy Piper as the moment? As the moment. She's fabulous. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I always liked her as Rose. I thought she was a great companion, but I love her in this. I just think she's brilliant. She's interesting and quirky and funny and... I love, 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 love this character. And sentient bombs are kind of a, <laughs> a thing. Yeah, no, I think she's brilliant. Do I, would I have preferred to see Rose? Oh, I kind of wanted all the doctors to be able to see her. That was the only thing that was problematic for me was I wanted David Tennant's doctor to be able to see her and I wanted Matt Smith to be mm. able to see her. Uh, it would have confused everything. And I still, now I'm wondering mm. why the heck Christopher Eccleston doesn't recognize her and say to her, weren't you a bomb the last time I talked <laughs> yeah. to you? You know, but yeah. if she doesn't remember, if they, they don't all remember each other. That's another good reason for them to not remember. Yeah. 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 
so uh yeah i i wanted i wanted them to be able to see her not that it would have been the same because it's not rose right she just takes Mm -hmm. that form because it's comfortable for for uh somebody yeah she thought it would be yeah you know it's either from your past or your future i always get those confused yeah (laughs) so clarence what about you would you have rather have seen billy piper back as rose or were you happy as her being the moment i I love seeing billy piper back period but i do think it may would have been I think it would have been a little more cooler to have a previous classic companion or somebody come back. I just think it's problematic because in this timeline for the war doctor, Rose hasn't happened yet. So the moment reached into the future to grab this form, which I guess works (laughs) as a time show, but still, (laughs) but in any case, it it was cool to have Billy Piper back. Personally, I would have loved to just seen her as Rose because I know how much I love Rose and I love the way tenant interacts with her and i know that would have been a great moment for him to have seen her and and but she was great she was funny and uh she played the role of the sentient bomb very well so you know i I enjoyed i enjoyed seeing billy piper back yeah Uh, moment yes rose no No. oh (laughs) Uh, no i just too complicated for the 10th doctor you know, stopped the show. Yeah. Let's let's keep yeah. moving. Mm. Um, that's that's and fair. and as the bad wolf, she gets to play somebody who knows all the answers. Yes, and um, knows what's going to happen. And I just think that's so much more interesting. So much more interesting for her to do. And really, it could have been anybody. So so having Billy Piper do it is fan service, pure and simple. And so yeah, would I like to have um, had? Um, I don't know. Ace. Um, yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. If, if it was Sophie Aldred, yeah, wouldn't that have been awesome? Anybody but Perry. Yeah. Anybody uh, but who? Perry. <laughs> Anybody but Perry. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of people who are still around. No, you know who, like you know around, who I was uh, thinking when no, you know, Oh, you don't that. like Nicola. Yeah. Aldrich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, no, not Aldrich. No, Adric, but yeah. Adric, sorry. Lee, everyone listening to this knows that you and I would be so happy if this would have been true, if they would have yeah. had it be Carol Ann Ford as the moment Mm -hmm. that would have been cool to me. But for some reason, when Clarence said that the first person that came to my mind was Joe Grant, Mm -hmm. Katie Manning. Yeah. Well, I thought about Katie Manning too. And, um, and she had done Sarah Jane and, Mm -hmm. you know, we know she's out there and still, still working. So yeah, that would have been cool. I thought about that too, but yeah. The, um, the fact that it's Billy Piper, does that explain all the, the sightings of the bad wolf painted on places? Was that a warning about the bomb or because that's already happened slash not happened? Maybe that's mm. not relevant. She did that in series one because she did the bad wolf to lead herself there. So the, the, the she there's a scene in The Parting of the Ways where she actually does her hand like this and takes the words bad wolf and sends them across time to lead herself there. Yeah. Which is another great time paradox in a sentence. (laughs) So I'm doing this to lead myself. Yes. Wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Yeah. Why do you have to talk like children? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Another great line from this. All right, so let's talk about the three doctors themselves real quick. And specifically, I want to talk about John Hurt's war doctor. 
What did you guys think of this incarnation and how he fit or did not fit with the other doctors? And Clarence, I want to start with you. What did you think of John Hurt's war doctor? It's just some of the <laughs> greatest moments seeing them interact. And once you have all three of them together, you immediately see the difference. And they take the time to point out all of those differences. Why are you pointing those things like guns or whatever? <laughs> so, mm. yeah. I'm, they're screwdrivers. Yeah, they're screwdrivers. Not water mm-hmm. pistols. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, just having a an older, seasoned, um, been through the fire doctor there. I just love that That's contrast. Um, and and I feel like John Hurt did, a, did an excellent job. And I don't know what to say beyond that. It's just good, good to have him in it. And, and again, just, I think what resonated with me the most is just to see the difference of just how different this doctor was and how it was played in the episode. All right, Lee, what about you? What did you think? I, I couldn't have been more pleased. I just love him as an actor and to, to have him become part of the doctor who canon and timeline just, just delighted me. And because he's somebody who doesn't, who has chosen not to carry the name, the name that is so important, we know he has to be very different from these, the, the other doctors that we know. And I felt like, and yet he is the doctor. <laughs> he, he's, he's part of the same per- character. So he, we had to be able to see both and, and, and an actor of his ability uh, was able to do that. Um, that he he is on the verge of playing with ten and eleven the way they're playing with each other. He's so close, but he's also the older man telling them to shape up and get in line. But he's also and, the and, younger and, of the three, which is that's right. <laughs> and, and and he knows. Good God, is this what's going to become of me? Yes. Um, Shannon, which which allows him to sort of talk to the audience too, because I mm-hmm. love the sort of the meta shout outs about the fact that he's going to be 8.5 or whatever. And they're 10, 11. So when there's the big kiss at uh, Elizabeth's wedding, he says, is there a lot of this sort of thing in the future? <laughs> oh, yeah, it starts happening. It does start to happen. Yes. <laughs> so yes, it did. Yeah. So Shannon, what did you think of uh, John Hurt's doctor? Yeah, I was going to say very similar to what Lee was going to say, or what Lee said is that, you know, John Hurt adds this, deep gravitas to that character right like he is just this wonderful rich varied gorgeous actor like a, he's so wonderful and he gives such depth and dignity to that part that's often very very light and silly but then when they figure out the door thing and Claire comes through the door that's yeah. such a wonderful moment anyway but and then when they figure out how to how to not have to set off the moment and he gets so excited and he's in the moment and he's goofing and laughing with them and it's just it's so magic because all of a sudden yes boom he's the doctor the way we've always known the doctor mm-hmm. and it's exactly that 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 we get to see both sides of him the one very distinct you know the guy who's on the verge of making this horrendous decision and then the the lighthearted guy who's suddenly been given an excuse not to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what a burden off his shoulders. What right. a burden. Uh, while I, and when she, Clara says she looks in his eyes and says, you're, you're younger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She you, can tell. You, you know, while I would have loved to have seen Eccleston, 
I just think that this was a perfect alternative. I'm not going to say second best. I'm going to say an alternative because Mm -hmm. I don't think it was second best. I think it was something different and it was equally as good because it did make fun in its own way of how different current who was from classic because of some of the Mm -hmm. things, you know, Mm -hmm. that he said about what Clarence brought up about, you know, why are you pointing your screwdrivers everywhere? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just, uh, you know, uh, who are you boys? Are you his companions? They get younger and younger all the time. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, making uh, just jokes about it's, you know, the show itself. But, what I loved about the three of them, and this will lead into my next question about Matt and David interacting with each other, I didn't feel at one point that, until the very end, I should say, but I did not feel that there was any less star power amongst the three of them. You know, I didn't feel like mm-hmm. that David Tennant outshone Matt Smith or that Matt mm-hmm. Smith was made less because the other two were there. I thought they all just were the doctor and carried the story. And I think that was Moffat's writing because if you'll notice when you listen and watch this, th- there are scenes to where one will start speaking, the other will finish the sentence. You know, one of them will mm-hmm. say part of the sentence. The other one will say another part of the sentence or keep going and going. So it's just like literally one brain, three bodies. And exactly. I thought that was Contact. awesome. Yeah. In fact, watching it again this week and last week, I was um, I was struck by something that I hadn't noticed before, that we there's a point at which we have learned that they're going to divide sentences into thirds and one of them will start it, the other one will pick up the middle of it and one of them will end it. And there's one moment where it isn't scripted that way. And I have to think that this was an ad lib moment while they're filming, but it's the war doctor is here. 11 is here and 10 is here. The war doctor speaks, 11 finishes it. And so in between the Matt Smith goes (laughs) as if he's cueing. It was like, take it. (laughs) Because we all know what we're saying. And it's just it's just a little thing, but I love it. Cup of tea. Cup of tea. Cup of soup. They're talking about they're cu- they're talking about cup of soup. Yes, yes, of course. Yes. What is cup of soup? What is cup of soup? Well, what I want to know is, and we're, we're talking about the three versions of the doctors that, that we saw. Why do you think they referred to the war doctor as the one who lost the right to be the doctor, being the one to save them all? He doesn't really, though, does he? I read that as her saying that he has the potential. Right. Because from her perspective, it hasn't happened yet. I kind of feel like it's all three of them, because they all three figure it out in the end, kind of hinted along by uh, Clara, actually. (laughs) Clara Mm -hmm. is almost the one who saves them all in some ways. But they, they all three participate in saving them all, and they all three, to a certain extent maybe don't feel entitled to be called the doctor in their own ways because they're all, you know, they all take responsibility for the action. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might be reaching too mm. far. I don't know. I, I, you, you make me think of that moment when they're in the tower in the tower of London and um, it gets briefly ugly between 10 and 11 when he says, so this is who you are. This is who I am next. The one who forgets the mm. one who doesn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I'm kind of speechless because I had no answer to that. And yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know why he was the one to save them all, unless it's the fact of what you said. He, he had to realize that he could be savable, you know, that he could be more than what he thought he was. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm lost yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just uh, piggyback on what, what Shannon said. It does seem like in some ways, Clara was the one to save them all because they were all ready to go and let's do to do. Let's push the button. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. You will not have to go through this alone, which was strange to me because wasn't he on Gallifrey with the moment when he was going to press the button? So wouldn't he have been caught in the moment? I wondered about that, too. It is. It isn't clear where he, he lands the TARDIS and drags it out into the sand. Oh, I, I think it is, though. I, I think he is on Gallifrey because we will see that barn again. Well, that's, yeah, that's the only reason I think that, though. But since mm-hmm. that's something, you know, you will say that's something we don't know yet. Why would I think that's, he's taking it home? Right. <laughs> but yeah, so this is suicide. He's going to destroy hmm. the Daleks and all of the Time Lords, including himself. Mm-hmm. So how did he get away? And how... Does 10 and 11's existence make sense then? (laughs) Yeah. Because the moment says, then if you do this, if you do this, that is your punishment. You survive. You have to live. live. If you kill everything else, your punishment is you live. Stop by that. Yeah. And And, not to say real quick, just referring to the moment again, I I just found this weapon immensely powerful. It was able to open up Time Board Texas. And able to travel along with the war doctor into these different time frames and still be able to communicate and give him advice and all this other these other things. So th- yep. this is a, a weapon of immense power and destruction. <laughs> <laughs> this, it is it is everything, yeah. isn't it? It's a, and speaking, uh, you know, I I was thinking about w- when the time comes and they're all going to put their hands on it. Big red button, right? We know that big red button is a recurring thing in uh, Doctor Who and New Who. But also, does it look like a rose to anybody besides me? It even opens up like one. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, that's a little, is that on the nose or am I just? Uh, <laughs> I never noticed that. I, I, ding, ding, ding. I just saw big red button. Yeah. You know, there's it's the even, gem. Okay. It's even but more it's, pink it's, than it's, red. It's green. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. It's a pink rose, but eh, I, anyway. I didn't get it. I'm done. <laughs> it's just it's destiny. Boom. Yeah, and, and I, I don't can, even know if that's deliberate. I, yeah, all I can ever hear is David Tennant's voice saying that it's a big red button, but never ever ever. Shit Let's think of the general for a moment and all his worst nightmares at once and uh, you know three doctors and then we get to the point of where david tennant gets to say but that i've been thinking about this for a very long time shannon what did you think when you hear and see the other tardises begin to fly in thoughts Oh, it was just so great. I mean, it's it, it borders on the cheesy, right? But for, for fans of the original show, it's just such a great moment. And we get to look back at, you know, Peter Davison and mm-hmm. Peter Davison. And <laughs> Peter <laughs> Davison. Also Peter Davison. I know, and you know, it's we, just so much fun. 
And we hear the first doctor say uh, Gallifrey, which he never did. Right. Oh, yeah. interesting. Warning the war council of Gallifrey. This is the top yeah. Well, it's just so exactly. funny. The poor general's like, three of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> which is um, a callback to... Um, uh, Brigadier, the Brigadier says that in the Three Doctors. Yes. Uh, my, my worst nightmare, all three of them at once. And when um, Clara explains to Liz that, or I guess Osgood explains to uh, Liz that uh, all, that there are three Doctors sharing a timeline now, uh, she says, "No, oh, there is a precedent for that." <laughs> so, yeah. So. Oh, oh, really quick. If, if you on, know Three Doctors, that yeah. on the yeah. unit thing where they make a response to uh, where. Um, uh, Kate makes a comment about look it up in the seventies or eighties, depending on who's looking at it or something. Yes, right. <laughs> that was cool because remember they never that, could keep their time straight. That's right. That's that is kind of a deep fandom cut. That is because yeah, <laughs> they just sort of had this, I think, very uh, loose idea in the unit days that it's actually going to be in the future. That this is going to be, it's the 70s, we're going to set it in the 80s. But then they would sort of forget about it <laughs> and then come back and forth. So, so Liz, now that leaves Liz in 2013 to say, I don't know. I don't know. Sometime, just look, keep looking. Yeah, I don't know how old my father was. I. <laughs> so, can, can you guys help me out a bit on the resolution at the end by bringing in all the doctors? He's been working on this hmm. formula, this calculation for a very long time. Now... I thought that first got brought up when the war doctor started the calculation, which in this case, I thought it was brilliant. The war doctor mm -hmm. started the calculation. And of course, going through Elkelson, Tennant, and then, then Matt Smith, doctor, it's still been calculating. So therefore, it's going to mm -hmm. be done. Yeah. But because he said it's going to take hundreds of years to, to make this calculation. But at the very mm -hmm. end, every doctor shows up. See, I thought yeah. it was two calculations. Because mm. the calculation that they were doing in the cell was trying to figure out how to get out of the door. And right. that, was, mm -hmm. that was what that one was. Mm. But then this calculation was how to do the stasis cube. Right. But he's, he's got a point because the reason mm. the, the, the first one works is because the doctor is literally there with the sonic screwdriver and he can start mm. the calculation. When do yeah. we see the first doctor starting the calculation? Well, I assumed in, in it was history. going to be in the uh, twice upon a time or uh, time mm. of the doctor, but we never saw that. But, As it should have been. Yeah. yeah. Ah. But here's a here's a fan fiction idea about this, because because frankly, Clarence, I've wondered the same thing. Uh, it's awfully fun to see all of these TARDISes, but yeah, how did they get? <laughs> but we know that the doctor when when doctors have crossed timelines that they can communicate uh, telepathically um, and the time Lords are, are telepathic anyway, and that it seems to work across time and space. So is the idea, this big idea that doctors 8.5, 10 and 11 have, is it so big that it reaches to their eight previous lives? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and 13. Yeah. And they go out of their way to come back to Gallifrey to do this. Yes. And then in some way afterwards, do not remember that they've done it. <laughs> That's <laughs> because, Are because they... if they do remember it, then the, there's, yeah, right. then this isn't an original idea. They've always known they were going to do it. So true. I have the perfect answer. Vanishes in a puff of logic. <laughs> I have a perfect answer <laughs> Thank for you, that. Thank you, Douglas. Okay. You ready? Uh-oh. 
Ready for yes. my perfect answer? Sure like this. Okay. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. <laughs> no, no. Believe it or not, <laughs> I, 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 it is not. It may be a result of that, but Boom. our review timelines are out of sync, and we know the answer, but we were not able to retain it. That is such a. <laughs> It's a clever cop out, but That's, it's a cop out. Thank you. So, is there? <laughs> is there any? A, <laughs> so at the end, they when they bring in the council the second time, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't the general, the, the the bald guy, say to the other guy, "Do it or do something"? Or doesn't he issue some sort of command? And could that be them reaching out telepathically to time lords past and present, to doctors type past and present? I like yeah. it. I like that. All righty yeah. then. Let's go with <laughs> Let's that. Let's go with that. Let's yeah. just hope. And, we're, and we are recording, so Problem that way solved. we'll remember it. Yeah, right. <laughs> there needs to be some. So, yeah, I was wondering record. that too. It's like, how did all these other doctors know to come now? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly. Because we, we okay. saw in um, at the end of Hand of Fear that the Time Lords can call mm-hmm. Tardis's back, and ha. they don't apparently yes. don't have any choice about it. They. Bong. Yes. Yeah. So. so we've already talked about the war doctor regenerating into the ninth doctor. So that, so we're there at the end. We're in the under gallery, and we see Matt Smith and or the eleventh and the tenth doctor say their goodbyes. I don't want to go, etc. And so forth. Oh, and so cheesy. We. But I still uh, like it. He always says that. He always says that. I know, I like <laughs> No, that hurts me. It hurts my heart. It does. When he does yeah. that. It hurts. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that line, but I didn't like it repeated. And plus, we had honestly. just seen it in the um, Adventures of Space and Time. We saw David Bradley. Yeah. Uh, well, what's, what's that name? Yeah. David Bradley yeah. said the same thing. <laughs> David Bradley, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that, that, that cuts you like it's supposed to. I don't want to go. Yeah. But this one yeah. just didn't mm. fit because I liked my I don't want to go meaning how I interpreted it whenever I watched mm-hmm. The End of Time. But Clarence is Clara, says her goodbyes and says, you know, there's an old man looking for you. I think he's the curator. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire and do that. Could retire and be the curator of this place. You know, I really think you might. I never forget a face. I know you don't. And in years to come, you might find yourself revisiting a few, but just the old favorites, eh? You were curious about this painting, I think. I acquired it in remarkable circumstances. Eh? What do you make of the title? Well, which title this too? No more. Oh, Gallifrey Falls. Oh, you see, that's where everybody's wrong. It's all one title. Gallifrey Falls No More. Now, what would you think that means? The Gallifrey didn't fall. It worked. It's still out there. 
I'm only a humble curator. I'm sure I wouldn't doubt. Then where is it? Where is it indeed? Yes. Lost. Shh. Perhaps things do get lost, you know. Now you must excuse me. Oh, you have a lot to do. Do I? Mm. Is that what I'm supposed to do now? Go looking for Gallifrey? Well, it's entirely up to you. Your choice. Eh? I can only tell you what I would do. If I were you... Oh, if I were you... <laughs> oh, perhaps I was you, of course. <laughs> oh, perhaps you are me. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. Or perhaps it doesn't matter either way. Who knows? Who knows? Lee Shackelford. She thinks it's the curator. And I, I remember seeing this in a crowded theater, and I, the, at least the way I remember it, and this may or may not be true, was that the 200 of us went, <gasps> which is an awesome sound to hear always in a theater. <laughs> you know? We had not expected it, so we didn't know. Uh, watching it again, I kind of got the same feeling that I do about Adventure in Space and Time when William Hartnell looks across the console and he sees Matt Smith. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I love the fan service of calling Tom in to do this. And, and his little performance, nose to nose with Matt Smith, you'll notice. Where's the camera? It's got to be here. You know? <laughs> it's such a sweet, lovely little performance. But is it just too fan service-y? The, the idea no. that at the, at the end of his life, no. whatever that means, <laughs> the doctor doesn't go to Trenzalore. He chooses one of his old faces, except he chooses for it to look like he does when he's 80. He just had that face for a very long time. And the, Yeah, right. He's, 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 the, he's the curator for a long time. But, yeah, okay. It was great. Maybe Tom Baker lost his hand at some point. And... <laughs> I like it. <laughs> When did that? When would that have happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta, seriously. Gotta figure out how... when we weren't watching. Um, yeah, he fell off that radio telescope and broke into several pieces. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Kyle, <laughs> this is the one thing I think that you missed out on by not seeing it in the cinema. Okay, uh, this would be the one thing that I am so glad I was there for. And honestly, I was in a theater of people who are clearly mostly New Who fans because the uh -huh. instant Tom Baker's voice rings out in Tom Baker's voice. Yeah. Five of us went, oh my God. <laughs> and 95 of us sat there and looked surprised <laughs> or, yeah, or didn't say anything. Huh? So what? yeah, we I, I, there were only a few of us classic who's in that room, hmm. which is great. I'm glad that it's really appealing to a new and, and young audience. Keep it going, keep the franchise alive. But yeah, there were only a few of us, I think, who, who at least responded out loud. <laughs> so did you respond in happy? Did you have emotion? Were you just happy or what? I was like jaw-droppingly surprised. I did not know that was coming and I was thrilled. I, you know, I love Tom Baker. Tom Baker was the doctor when I was a kid or at least mm -hmm. the reruns that were on when I was a kid. I don't even yeah. know exactly when, <laughs> when he was yeah. actually the current doctor. But he was our doctor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just, it was such... Yes, it is. It's such fan service, right? But he's he's delightfully batty and odd and quirky, and he's so the Tom Baker Doctor, right? He never quite explains anything. Always mm -hmm. just gives you a hint <laughs> of what you think you know. 
mostly confuses the crap out of you and walks away, right? That's right. Tom Baker to the hilt. Exactly. <laughs> that is that yep. doctor. So it was, I loved, loved seeing him again. Mm. Absolutely loved. And yes, it's all, you know, fan service and cheesy and a little bit, you know, but that's it's it. also very effective. <laughs> right. So. Clara? Yeah, I guess that's really, that's really what I'm struggling to say. Yeah. As, as a screenwriter, as somebody who wants to view this as a work of consistent, logical right. art of storytelling, I think it's, it's kind of dumb. But, <laughs> oh my God, how I loved it. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. Yeah. If he'd had K nine following he's... him around, it could exactly. not have been more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. This little moment where he says, uh, "Maybe you are me." Oh, congratulations! By the way, yeah, oh, that thank was you very much. Awesome. <laughs> or perhaps in the end, it doesn't matter. Either way, who? So, Clarence, what did you think? I think I was the ninety five percent of the theater who was like, <laughs> okay. Cool. "Interesting." Oh. Okay. I'll explain this, man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and they really don't, right? I mean, no. I think if you didn't no. know who Tom Baker was, you would leave there absolutely mystified by the last five minutes of that and, film. And that's the problem. Yes, yeah. that's that's the that's problem. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So, I am a fan of Doctor Who. I accept really? this service one hundred percent. I will yeah. take this service and I will watch it so many times that mm. I. You know, was driving around watching it just like I was talking about last week, watching uh, certain parts of episodes, et cetera, and so forth. I love this. I've watched it, heard it, said it, can say it, blah, blah. I won't, I won't pain you and by saying it and blah, blah. But I am all there for it. I loved it. Uh, I am glad I was not in the theaters because, you know, puddle on the floor kind of mm -hmm. thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the emotions. Honestly, mm -hmm. I have seen this so many times, Lee. It's it, I get what you're saying about how you get a little numb to it. You know, you don't feel it. But I haven't seen The Day of the Doctor in its entirety, probably in two or three years. So I sat down last weekend and watched it in its entirety. And I did get the goosebumps when all the doctors showed up. I did yeah. get the tears when I heard Tom Baker because mm -hmm. it was just, you know, you got in the moment and loved it. Mm -hmm. Even to the very end with the uh, Clara sometimes asked me if I dream thing. That was just mm -hmm. awesome to me. So, yes. Yeah. I have to say, on, when I saw it in the theater on the when we were on the way out and the next group was on the way in, there was a woman roughly my age coming in wearing the, you know, the Tom Baker scarf. And I thought, Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you anything. Have no, no idea. spoilers, sweetie, but yeah. Oh yeah. I just thought, Oh, you're going to really <laughs> like the end of this. <laughs> well, I, I will say one more thing about the curator. If you have not read the novelization by Stephen Moffat of this story, go out and buy it because it is awesome, in my opinion. And it, without a doubt, settles the question, is he a future version of the Doctor? So hmm. nice. So, so do you think they Let's wrote that in, in mind of knowing that the very, no spoilers for the next episode, but they knew that you know, we're going to get more regenerations, unlimited, I guess, at this point, mm -hmm. and that it would be a possibility somewhere down the line. That's a spoiler. I shouldn't say oh. that. No, I don't, I, I don't oh. think so, because we know that, you know, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> now, you know that there is a series 8, 9, 10, yeah, 11, and 12. <laughs> yeah. So, and there's other and doctors. Doctors 12 and 13. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
I, I think you're right. And, you know, it was known at this time Matt Smith was leaving. So... Was it known Capaldi was coming in? Because mm-hmm. there's yes, a pretty but, clear shot of him at that yeah, yes, point. Yes, so. but, but notice the way they did it because we didn't have a costume or even a haircut decided on for him yet. Right. Mm-hmm. But we knew that we will have those eyebrows you can open a bottle with. So <laughs> so that's what we get. That's all we get. Yes. 13. And then the theater I was in, there was a huge hurrah when those eyes hit the screen. <laughs> yeah! And so, he's uncredited. Yeah, we knew. Completely oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, or lady and gentlemen, let me ask you a question. Do you have any other well, things that we have not covered? Because we are over an hour, and I don't want to keep you guys too long. I do have one quick question. There, in the picnic scene of uh, Ten and the Queen, there is some big red thing in the background. What is that? Oh, Lee, would you like to it- share it looks like an anachronism, and I cannot figure out what it is because I couldn't get the screen to freeze on that moment. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you... it's while they're eating the grapes, and over Ten's shoulder, there's some big red thing in the background. You're, you're not talking about this. You're talking about the Zygon, right? No, no, it wasn't the Zygon. It was oh. some machine or something. Hmm. And I, I, how hilarious is it that it's the horse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so brilliant. Right. Yeah, his detector's working. He's just <laughs> come to the wrong conclusion. The wrong yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, if anybody knows what that big red thing know. is, let me know someday. I assumed it was a tent, but oh, I mean, oh, there's several. May be right, you may be right. There's several times where we see tents out there, but interesting. Now I want to go, go look watch. at it again. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. All right. So, anybody else have any other things before we get into our favorite scene in the closing titles of Day of the Doctor? The performance of that opening theme is credited to Delia Derbyshire for the first time on screen. It took 50 years, but by God, Delia Derbyshire's name is there. And it's been there ever since. Yes. Very nice. Is she still around? No, no. No. um, Yeah. Kind of of a sad story, actually. Mm. So, but yeah, it's worth looking into because she's fascinating, fascinating life. But Mm. yeah, she was a candle in the wind, as they say. Gotcha. So I, anyway. I have a few things. Um, is this the Ooh. first time we see the Zygons? No, in but it is only the second time yes. we've seen them. Yeah, yes, it is the first time we've seen them in New Who. Yes, yeah. so the first time we're going to bring back a classic villain, yeah. Terra of the Zygons in nineteen seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yeah. so they, I feel like they played them in this episode a lot, like we saw the Rebel flesh get played of going up against their counterparts, kind of in the showdown mm-hmm. scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. And I really don't like Osgood. I really don't. <laughs> She's like the fangirl slash boy within the universe, and it just irks it for some reason. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, she, Dr. Mary Yeah, Sims. I know she's a fan favorite, but uh, she kind of gets on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. With the, with the scarf as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another question. Do we ever see the Black Archives again? Is this the only time we see the Black Archives? I think we get a reference in season eight or nine to them. I don't think we see the Black Archives because, Mm, you know, I personally think that the Black Archives is also known as the TARDIS, FYI. Because if the curator is the doctor, Mm. the TARDIS has to be there, too. Mm. And there was round things on the wall whenever he was. there were. 
down there talking to you know the curator and Matt Smith. That's talking. right. Yep. There were round things on the wall. It's all the TARDIS. I like it. I love the round things. Yes. What are the round things? I have no idea. No idea. This is a fact that I really good guess. Because it sounds like you know something. No, you re- but but you know but I do know what they did. They redecorated, and I didn't oh. like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that do. was a good good shout out to. Oh, you never do. Also, also, can I say real quick that I hate the the shooting no more into the wall? Uh, that got on my nerves. <laughs> I'm not a fan either. And speaking of such things, when the three of them are in the painting and they shoot the Dalek into the archive, which is <laughs> seems seems dangerous to say the least. Why do the sonic screwdrivers suddenly become phasers? Is yeah. it, this is something we've seen a couple too. of times. Every now and then, the TARDIS is an offensive weapon. And this is after after Granddad was making fun of them for doing it that way. It's a very satisfying moment in a way, but it's like, it is. what the hell? And where was Clara <laughs> when they were doing all of that? Yes, isn't she? Don't they, aren't they thinking about the fact that they might drop a Dalek on her? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I, I, I don't want Daleks dropped on Clara yet. No. <laughs> wow. But it's coming, right, Kyle? Oh, there it's is. coming. <laughs> it's coming, and it's coming. she does have she does have an inside view. Take yeah, a deep, man. deep breath because it's coming. Hmm. All right. So, favorite scene, and I'll start my favorite scene, and I'm going to stick with my favorite scene. My mm. favorite scene is called. Hmm. I love this. All of it. All of it. Yes. Yeah. Start to finish. Uh, yes. That's my favorite scene. Shannon Perry, favorite scene. I, oh God, this thing is full of them, but uh, I, I guess I'm going to go with my favorite part being the, uh, the moment and the war doctor in the barn. The only thing I, cause I love the colors, yeah. the, the very muted just the mm. desert colors and the dust motes floating through the air and all the wonderful things mm. there are about it. I don't like the tire. <laughs> There's a tire in there. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. earthy. Get the tire right. out of there and get something that I don't recognize and didn't mm-hmm. come from like my childhood in central <laughs> exactly. Illinois. You know, yeah. oh, everything else though. And I have to say there are some such gorgeous lines in this thing. Like they gave 10 some brilliant lines when he's talking to the rabbit. Like, <laughs> yes. So basically, just a warning, general warning. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Just, but yeah, I love basically the, that, a rabbit. <laughs> the part in the barn, I think, is my favorite. All right, that and Tom Baker, Lee Shackelford. <laughs> I it is a sentimental ride for somebody who feels like they've loved the show for fifty years, even though at that time I couldn't possibly have. But um, you know, I, I love all the doctors, and so there are so many times when I felt very kind of choked up as the story is going along but when they started to appear one by one by one on the screens and we could hear their voices and see their tardises that that's what i when tears started coming <laughs> and it still does it still gets me mm. you know cold <laughs> my worst nightmare 12 of them no, no sir. sir all 13 13 <laughs> like oh man uh, clarence oh. brown what about you yeah i think my favorite part is when they're all finally together in the forest there and kind of just going at it for the first time i just thought the interaction was, was <laughs> fun upbeat and yeah. you know one-liners zingers <laughs> throughout <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right. So favorite quote, and I will start with this. When I heard, you know, I really think you might, that, that, oh, if I start thinking of it, I will, I will, I will go there again and I'm not going to, but uh, yes, that, that whole idea, knowing that he did not come back, of course, for the 20th uh, anniversary and the fact that he was Mm. still able, he was the oldest living doctor. He was able Mm. to participate, but not only participate, do it so beautifully that it, you know, we couldn't have asked for better. It was not too long, in my opinion. It was just enough to that's right. Yeah, to tip tip the hat, and, and and I love the fact that they didn't bring him out in the scarf. You know, he was his own new mystery, right? If you want to put it that right. way, it was something. That's a really new. good point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it yeah. was fantastic. Well, that would have been awful if they tried to make him look like he did in the seventies. That yeah. was oh, you're right, yeah. boy. That was a good call. Yeah, yeah. that would have been. Terrible. Well, of course, now yeah. they'd be able to do that with the de-aging yeah. technology, but well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I would want that. I love the no. fact that I know that one no. day this character will choose that face again, whether it's choosing it as there an older go. version or living at it until it becomes old. Do, right. You know, do you think they that's just reached cool. out to other? former doctors to appear or is this just a decision but well, that's what the five-ish doctors reboot is all oh, about that's happiness <laughs> so yeah. no it was kind of yes, well, yeah. yeah yeah because because no <laughs> no <laughs> and yeah and peter davison had the brilliant idea of of taking it with a are they black good sense of humor and <laughs> making a joke at it no they just <laughs> they just didn't write just the story for them all, I guess. yeah it's just yeah they just tried to keep the focus down and which I think is right. Yeah. But yeah. And they were in it, just not currently. You know. <laughs> that's them under the sheets. So. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen five ish doctors and you know that's yeah. that's that's the <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. So I know I did my favorite quote, and I'm going to say this time Clarence Brown, favorite quote. Oh man. Great man. Did you do favorite scene? I, I got lost. Right. Did you already do that? Favorite quote? No, I have not. Okay, favorite quote. Uh, great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of the lesser men to light the flame. Whatever the cost. Mm. War Doctor. Whatever the cost. Awesome. Lee Shackleford. That's really good. Well, I remember laughing so loud at the, this joke in the theater, and it just it struck me again the other day. For us history fans, we know that one of the great quotes attributed to Elizabeth I was, I know I have the body of but a weak and feeble woman, but I have the heart and stomach of a king. Well, in this, she's just killed the Zygon, and she comes back in and says, I may have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but at the time, so did the Zygon. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Wow, didn't I get that at all? I always love that. (laughs) (laughs) You got to know your Elizabethan history. (laughs) At the time, so did the Zygon. All right. So, Shannon favorite quote oh man you, you constantly ask me to narrow it down to one and i never can you can do as many as you want yeah. we oh. let nicole go under okay yeah. well i have a couple nicole gets more than one yeah. <laughs> someday you could just walk past a fez never gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> love that one uh i would have the doctor's head well this has all the makings of your lucky day, day. <laughs> yeah i love that too and then my favorite. i'm looking for the doctor yeah. oh this is <laughs> You've come and to the right other place. one is uh 
when they're pointing the screwdrivers and he says, what are you going to do? Assemble a cabinet at them? <laughs> That's a very Douglas Adams line, isn't it? That's it a... <laughs> really is. Yes. It really is. Assemble a cabinet really at them. And which then makes you go, what the hell? When they blow the Dalek up with this thing that <laughs> yeah. they would only use to assemble yeah. a cabinet. So I had exactly that same feeling of, wait a minute, didn't right. you just say you can't do this? <laughs> yeah. But never mind. It's like the gun bad, gun good argument. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're bad until we need them. <laughs> That's right. All right, fine. Was that your? Was that it? Was that them? Yeah, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> I have a whole page of them, one but more? I couldn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, please. And if I grow to be half the man you are, uh, I should be happy indeed. Happy indeed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you left out Clara Oswald. Oh, did you say Clara Oswald? <laughs> <laughs> if I have grown to be half yeah. the man that you are, Clara, you Oswald, are Clara Oswald, I will be very happy indeed. <laughs> Aim high. That's right. Yeah. All right. So is there Lee, favorite quote? It's another paradox. Since she's splintered throughout all of time and space and, and so on and has been saving the doctor's lives all over them, why doesn't he recognize her? Our timelines are out of sync. We can't retain. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that is the God I'm just mysterious ways of this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh, it's not supposed to make sense. It's just supposed to be fun. Yes. So, so final anyway. rating. This is very fun, Lee Shackelford. Final Ooh. rating. What say ye? I give this five eight point fifth Doctor screwdrivers <laughs> out of five. Okay. Which I think gives us forty five. Anyway, Shannon Perry. Final five rating. Five moments out of five. Ooh, five moments ah, out of five. Nice. I like that. Clarence Brown. Five Matt Smiths hanging out a helicopter, uh, TARDIS by being dragged by helicopters. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's another one of the lines I have on here is, could you just knock? <laughs> Would it kill you to knock? That's All right. I'm going to give this five curators in the undergallery, also known as the TARDIS, out of five. So Nice. So in closing, I know that we ourselves can all be found at discussingnetwork.com shannon perry i know that you can be found at oz-9.com which you can now in certain episodes here me clarence and lee on oz-9.com so we are in series four and it is going full steam ahead awesome 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 and for everyone listening i will say that if you use discord Go to discord.discussingnetwork.com and join our conversation on Discord. We thank you for listening. We are glad that you're here. And Lee Shackelford, you like to always say, You didn't have to tune into this. You had other things you could have been doing, but you but you did. You chose to join this, spend this time with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. You say that so well. That's why I like handing that off to you. <laughs> and everyone, as always, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.